0: Game two against the Bunkos goes down as a loss, and Matt Carpenter's back on the I.L. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals. Your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Heck yeah it is. My name is Moose Michaels, your host. You can find me on Twitter at Moose Michaels. Shoot me an email, questions, comments, concerns about the show. Moose at onairwithmoose.com. Rate, review, subscribe to this show, and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite smart device. If you're like my sister, you use Google. If you're part of the uh, Moose household, we've got all the Alexas everywhere. All right, uh, so how's everybody doing today? Pretty good? Cardinals dropping uh, game two of the series, by the way. Against the uh, Pirates by a score of three nothing. Top of the lineup, putting up some uh, big offers, but uh, you know Tyler O'Neill still impressing, going two for four in the game. And uh, you know what? You can't look at every game that ends up being a, a bit of a stinker and tell yourself, man, this team's in trouble. I know it's tempting considering where this team has come from and where they might be heading. I understand that. All right. So, on today's show, we're going to actually talk a little bit about Matt Carpenter. Mark Saxon had a great article on The Athletic about that and really kind of the construction of this Cardinals roster moving forward. That's something we're going to look at in our second segment. Our first segment, though, of course, is going to be the three big things. Number one. All right, so as we said, the Cardinals dropped game two of the uh, series against the Pirates. Three to nothing. Jack Flaherty, another another good outing, just no offense behind him. The top of the lineup failing to produce yet again. But, hey, you can't win them all. Though, I got to say, the Cardinals probably need to start winning them all if they uh, plan on making a playoff push. Number two. And again, uh, like I mentioned, we'll be talking about this coming up in our second segment. But Matt Carpenter off to the I.L. in 10 days. Uh, apparently, foot hurting bad enough after foul, fouling off the ball off of it that he couldn't walk. So uh, he's going to be out for 10 days. Tommy Edmond coming up to uh, replace the off-injured Matt Carpenter. Yairo Munoz in there as well. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Number three. So the Cardinals uh, won the first game against the Pirates and dropped tonight's game. Game three coming up tomorrow, and then it's off to uh, well, then it, then it's then it's off for a series with the Reds, and this is a prime opportunity for the Cardinals to get back into the hunt. You know, after winning yesterday, they sat only two games behind the Chicago Cubs for control of the Central. Of course, as we know, the uh, Cubs have acquired Martin Mount Maldonado. Did I say that right? And uh, they—I don't know if they're going to add any other position players, pitching, anything like that. I know they got rid of Mike Montgomery to uh, make room for that trade, and uh, actually he was a player going back in that deal. But the Cardinals do have a chance to kind of set themselves apart now, as we've been talking about. Not a whole lot on the trade market that's liable to change, uh, really the 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 makeup of this team too much. And, and as for a number of reasons, one of that is roster construction, which we'll talk about in our second segment. Uh, another part of that is there's just not that many players out there that fit the bill for what the Cardinals are looking for. Case in point, uh, the Cardinals need starting pitching. I made the case for Trevor Bauer. Madison Bumgarner is a, is a name that really comes up a lot. Now, the Cardinals were on his no-trade list, but the the word is that's just so... Uh, he has a right to veto the trade if he doesn't get the assignment bonus that he would like, and uh, and actually the w- the Will Smith Madison Bumgarner combo is really what um has been linked to the Cardinals the most. Now, what's it going to take to get those guys? It's going to be a pretty hefty haul. Mazalionk has said that Nolan Gorman off limits uh, for sure, future third baseman. You have to assume that Andrew uh, Kisner is also off limits as uh, Yadier Molina's uh, eventual replacement behind the dish. Uh, You know, and and again, not to rehash what we've gone over, but there's just not a lot to work with. The Cardinals farm system is fairly uh, strong, I should say. But there's a lot of guys there that the Cardinals don't need to move. Considering where the roster is currently and where they want it to be in the future. So... If you're going to go out and make those meaningful changes, you don't have a whole lot to work with. I called in to uh, the um, leadoff spot, the morning show on MLB, MLB Network Radio on SiriusXM, and I had a chance to uh, ask um, the guys there, uh, Steve Phillips and C.J. Nikowski, about the idea of Trevor Bauer coming back to St. Louis. And as uh, Steve Phillips succinctly said, Uh, In response to my phone call, the Cardinals probably have the pieces to get that done. But what they don't have is the pieces to compete with a Yankees offer, the pieces to compete with a Dodgers offer, things like that. So Bauer probably not realistically going to the Cardinals, but that's only because the offer they can make isn't going to be as enticing as offers that come from the other teams. And, And I can see that because, again, what can you move? And not only what can you move, but what are you going to, what kind of package can you make? I mean, you take a look at the major league roster, and again, we've talked about this. There's not a lot of enticing pieces there. You know, Zuna, your best chip, he may not even be healthy by the time the deadline gets here, which would be a major bummer, a major bummer. Then on the other hand, Matt Carpenter, you know, he's owed $30 million essentially over the next two years if he uh, hits that vesting option. And that's not really enticing. You're not going to trade Goldie. We've talked about that. DeYoung, those guys. Uh, Wong is who he is. And even though some people would want to disagree with me on that, that's still the case. Uh, Harrison Bader is quickly becoming a defense first center fielder, and there's nothing wrong with that except that you got to have You know, you would prefer to have a center fielder that can hit. A guy with the wheels like Bader, you want to be able to say, okay, we want this guy to be leading off for us, but obviously he doesn't hit that well. So there's not a lot on the major league roster that you're going to be able to trade, or the stuff that you could trade to get back a big haul only leaves you in the same hole that you're in, if not worse, considering you probably have to give up more than what you're going to receive, right? It's not not an enviable position, and it's probably not something that's going to be fixed this season. It's probably not going to be fixed next season. Uh, The Cardinals may have dealt themselves in a mediocrity. I believe I saw that if you take all the players that they've traded over the last few years, your uh, John Jay's, your Matt Adams, your Marco Gonzalez's, right? It all comes out, all those players for their respective organizations have been worth over 30 war. Thirty, All right, the people you've got on the field right now, not even close to that, not even remotely close to that. So a lot of the deals that Moe's made has not turned out for the best for the Redbirds. And, and now he's reaping the consequences of that. You know, there, there's nothing to say that, that Goldschmidt isn't going to turn in a great second half. And continue to be an elite player through the bulk of that contract. You know, one of his comps, Joey Votto, though, showing ages, or showing signs of decline now, has aged very well. And I'm only saying that. I've got nothing else to go on except they have roughly the same kind of body type and uh, physical regiments and things like that. And everybody's different, of course. But some of these other deals, the Dexter Fowler deal, you know... um, I mean, if you just take stock of the money, uh, it it just gets kind of crazy. You know what? We're, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're going to talk about that in our next segment. This is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, and you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite smart device in the car, and uh, we'd love to have you there. Don't forget, we are on Twitter at Locked STL, also at Moose Michaels, or you can shoot me an email at Moose at onairwithmoose.com. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And the Cardinals find themselves in a bit of a conundrum. My name's Moose Michaels, your host, and uh, the roster construction for the team. When you take a look at it, when you take a look at payroll and everything else, John Moe's hands are going to be a bit tied coming up. So for 2020, I believe they have over 130 million dollars tied up in, uh, in in contracts they have handed out. We're talking about the remainder of Yachty's contract. We're talking about Matt Carpenter's contract. We're talking about Goldie. We're talking Dex. We're talking Paul DeYoung, Carlos Martinez, uh, Colton Wong. All these guys, right? They all this money is on the books. And now the Cardinals, I believe, the Cardinals payroll for this season was uh, was was pretty high. Yet, you can't expect the team to continue adding because regardless of the money that that Bill DeWitt does have, and yes, I get on to him as much as the next guy, the, the Cardinals aren't a small market team, but they're not, they're not the Cubs. They're not the Yankees. They don't have an unlimited payroll, and I don't even think DeWitt wants to come anywhere near the luxury tax threshold. We're not going to see at least in this current era of Cardinals baseball, anything close to a $200 million payroll. So what do the Cardinals do? How do do they kind of assess this roster? How do they go about starting to try to fix this roster and get it to where it needs to be so that they can make the correct adjustments on the fly? It's not going to be easy. Like we said in our last segment, a lot of money is tied up in a lot of contracts. You know, Carpenter, Michaelis, Goldschmidt, Yachty, Young, Wong, Carlos Martinez, Andrew Miller, Brett Cecil. Where is Brett Cecil? I haven't seen Brett Cecil since Bethany got fired. So you've got a lot of these pieces here, and a lot of them probably aren't going to be easy to move if they can even be moved. And if they can be moved, you're probably just going to take a hit on it simply because you're looking for payroll space. And if you get the payroll space, are you willing to go out there and make a splash to take advantage of that? Well, if you're if you're John Mozeliak, probably not. You know, uh, as we mentioned uh, at the at the at the top of the show, Mark Saxon has a really good article on the Athletic about Matt Carpenter. He's back on the 10-day IL. Uh, Found a uh, a ball off of his foot, and apparently couldn't walk on it. So he's he's out today, and well, he's on the 10-day IL. So won't see him just for a few days. He's got a career low six ninety three OPS, and his uh, one his weighted runs created plus at eighty six is only good for twenty four best twenty fourth best among major league third basemen. He's not having a good year. It's, it's the worst year Carpenter's had. He's entering his mid thirties. He's clearly on a decline. But what can you do with him? You've got him for another couple of years. There's some significant money involved. And I don't know that anybody was anticipating this. Even the people who were down on the deal to begin with probably didn't see this kind of decline coming. Just like you couldn't see it for uh, Dexter Fowler last season. So you've got to try to be optimistic about it because what else are you going to do? You do have Tommy Edmund there. You could try to trade Matt Carpenter off to an American League team. You know, And if you do that, you could reach out in free agency, maybe, and see about an Anthony Rendon. But who am I kidding? We all know the Cardinals aren't going to go that route simply because the Cardinals don't. That I mean, I'm not, I don't mean that in a mean, sarcastic kind of way. It's the truth. The Cardinals don't traditionally go down that road of free agency like that. They want to be able to see the player. They want to be able to have the player try St. Louis out, you know. With, with, in terms of Goldschmidt, and that that that's kind of the same kind of legacy, you know. They have McGuire, Edmonds, Roland, all those guys. Matt Holliday, bring him in. Let him experience this the atmosphere. Let him experience Bush Stadium. Let him experience what Cardinals baseball is like, and they sign him, right. That's probably not going to work for someone like Anthony Rendon because he's never played here. And on top of that, that means he's probably not all that interested or interesting, I should say, to uh, John Mazeliak. So third base is starting to become a bit of a black hole for the Cardinals and the hot corner is not where you want it to be. On top of that, Carpenter doesn't seem to be able to beat the shift no matter what he tries. And of course, the easiest way to beat the shift is to hit home runs. You know, and then all these players obsessed with launch angle and barrels and all that kind of stuff. A lot of them still just don't quite get it to where it needs to be. So if he continues this this mode of production, if he continues down this inability to hit, this inability to beat the shift, this inability to be very productive at the plate, because his third base defense, while not completely horrible, isn't probably what you would want it to be. The Cardinals will have to make a move. The question is, what kind of move do you make? As we said, the roster is bloated with a lot of money right now. You have a lot of veterans on there who are aging or will soon be aging. Those contracts likely not getting moved. Your two oldest players, in the form of Bueno uh, of and Yachty, of course you're not going to move them. Franchise favorites... Franchise icons, I would even venture to say, especially in Yanni's case. And everybody else, uh, the value just isn't there. So how do you fix it? I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely asking because the way I see it, you're not going to be able to fix this team in a matter of uh, a, a summer. This team may not be right until 2021. Nobody wants to hear that, but it's absolutely the case. And I love Yachty as much as the next guy. I love Carpenter. I love I love Weino. But when you get that money clear off the books, and you got a lot of this young talent coming up, Nolan Gorman, who uh, he's in high class A right now, might be up by midseason next year. Uh, Andrew Kisner taking over for Yachty. Yeah. Um... You know, you got some young guns, some young studs uh willing to make a mark in the rotation, somebody like a Ponce de Leon. You know, you could even, like we've been talking about, look, give John's John Gann a start, see how he does. But I'm I'm unsure as to the timeline for trying to fix his team. It may not be something that can be fixed immediately. You know, we we're on the verge. Well, we've done three years without the postseason. We're on the verge of a fourth unless something changes. And fingers crossed, hopefully changes are happening. But if I'm right, and this team bloated with the money they have and trying to shed some of this payroll, we might be looking at a mediocre team for the next three or four years. A team that might make the wild card occasionally. But most likely probably won't. I believe their playoff chances is just over 20% and uh, just over 8% to even win the division. And everything's so packed so tight right now. Even if the Cardinals could overtake the Cubs for first place, they would have to make some room in a hurry. Because the Cubs, as much as I don't like them, are a sleeping juggernaut. And they will be doing their utmost to try and, and create as much space as it can between the Cardinals and between the Brewers. Because you want it to be lonely at the top. You don't want to be sitting there trying to make room for three other teams. That's just no bueno right there. Uh, so what do you think? What should the Cardinals do? How do they get out of this mess? Email me, moose at onairwithmoose.com. You can also tweet me at moose Michaels or at Locked on STL. I'd love to hear from you. You can listen to the show on Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite uh, smart device. You can also listen to us in the car. Really, is that easy? Give us a rate, review, and subscribe. Once again, I'm Moose Michaels, and you drink a brewski for the moose, because I'm out.